Perspective on Business Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Laura. We are sisters and business partners. As we also run a recruitment business with a twist together. Wonderful. So, Laws, what can you expect from our show? So much stuff, Em. Advice, tips, and wisdom on business and recruitment with some life hacks thrown in for good measure and a lot of laughs. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoy it. Hola, I'm Laura, and today's episode is about going back to recruitment school. Going back to the old school. How exciting. I know, you got your glasses on. I got my gigs on. Got your gigs on. I'm Emily, for those of you that didn't know. And this episode is number 131. It makes me feel ancient in podcast years. Is it like two and a bit years? Are like experienced podcasters now? Yeah, but we've not made it to podcast charts. <laughs> started at the bottom. Now we're here. here. We started at the bottom. Now my whole team mm-mm, here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to say swear words so early on just so that we keep people who don't like swearing for a little bit longer. Oh, I, do you know what? I know how much of an effort that would take, so well done. I know. Well Did done. you not want to sing a song then? Just a little bit longer. <laughs> So, we need to do the honours. Is, right? is, that, is that the right thing to say? Yeah? What know. is the episode in Spanish, Laura? Well, it's number 131 in Spanish. That is episodio numero 131. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> so, what's everyone think of our uh, sexy new intro? I know, we've not heard it yet, have we? No. <laughs> well, we've heard it when we did it, and we recorded it on WhatsApp first. So we, we think it's we all right. We've heard it on WhatsApp, haven't we? Because we hopefully Robin stitched it onto this, and then this is what goes out. And when this goes out, we'll be like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" Look at us becoming all professional, everything with the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's hundred and thirty. <laughs> I hope it's on this one. Imagine if it's not, Robin. Please put it on this one. <laughs> If, we, if it's not on this one and you're wondering what the heck we're going on about, then it's not our fault. It's Robin's fault for not doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah, you can blame Robin. Uh, definitely don't blame us. So what have you been up to, Lars? What's been going down What's been in going Chinatown? down in, in Laura Town? Laura Town. Um, last night I run 10K. <gasps> Again. Oh, my God, it was awful. I don't know why. I think I was a bit sad yesterday because I had a bad day at work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I ate something at like half four. So not last, the last time I ran 10K with the running club, shout out Lions Running Community, um, I didn't have anything else, anything sweet apart from my lunch. And then I, I, I ate a load of sweets and had a piece of toast. So I don't know if that helps. Mm. But I felt like I was going to get a stitch nearly all the way around. I felt like I couldn't get enough air in. And it just felt really tough. But shout out to Jonathan and Andy, who were my little motivators. They stayed with me the whole run. And, uh, and Tony kept looping back. Not our Tony, different Tony. Different Tony. Tony bailed. Our Tony bailed on, on me last night. Yes, I've heard, yeah. Um, and Jess and Sammy didn't come on the 10K because they weren't feeling well. They did the 5K. So all in all, it was it was tougher, but I did it. I wasn't very fast, but I still you did still it. You still did it. And that's mm. the main thing, isn't it? But sometimes I feel like we can do too much. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes if you're not feeling it, maybe I should like have done I've it. gone for a run every day this week, and I feel, to be fair, I actually don't feel too bad. But it's, I don't know. I feel because I only did two runs last week, and I was really annoyed at myself. I thought I need to, you need to do three runs consecutively, and it, and I don't know. I do feel like we are a bit like this. We don't rest enough. Do I mean I definitely don't rest enough now. That's something that was, that was long, long gone. But we are bad at this, and it's that competitive. Ooh. Oh. 
Speaking of competition, I saw a LinkedIn post this morning. I know this is an absolute curveball, and I'm glad I'm speaking to you about it on the podcast. And I haven't <laughs> spoken to you about it in I real am life. I'm intrigued. Okay, so I saw a LinkedIn post this morning, and so you know, do you ever get this when you see a post on social media, and then you think, oh, it makes you feel weird because it's slagging off. And then the I, thing that you're passionate about. I, or they'll say this post about people being f- fake and false, and I'm like, oh, I'm not talking I? about me. Yeah, okay, good. Because I just thought, is it only me who thinks this? So sometimes, but then I've put a post up recently about in, uh, specialist recruiters, and then I don't want, I'm not, I'm not actually trying to say don't use specialist recruiters, I'm just trying to say don't that don't. some of them, yeah, use those, but some of, <laughs> it, some of them aren't necessarily going to be better, it's much more about finding a partner, so I'm not trying to slag off a, a group of people. But these posts are, so this one was a, someone who's really notorious on LinkedIn, I very much doubt she'll listen to our podcast, so it's absolutely fine. But it basically says that um, she thinks awards are a load of rubbish. A load of BS? Yes. And I'm like, oh, God. So I read the whole thing. And then... and it's she very why? Yeah. So it's like, I'm not a competitive person. This is this woman. I really am. I'm really competitive. This is not about me. This is about someone else on LinkedIn. So I think awards are a load of BS. Uh, I don't think it's right to sort of... Um, you know, um, what's the word? So rattle off businesses against each other, um, spend loads of money. It's all about ego boosting. Um, I'm not a competitive wow. person. I don't need an award to tell you what I do, all this. And then, and so this was quite intense. And then someone wrote underneath it, like really, really harsh about like, you know, it's just about people's ego. And I can't, I'm, what I'm really bad at wow. doing is relaying information exactly as I saw it. I don't have a photographic memory. And I just thought, like, why do we do this? Why do we, why are we, so, and I get it that it's all right to be opinionated. Get out of the bitter barn, lady, but, and play in the hay. <laughs> I know. But I don't know, I just thought, for me, awards are amazing in lots of different ways. Yes, some of the big awards are very much a money-making scheme. But what, and, and if once you get past that, it is a time to come but together with business. your team and go, exactly. It's, the awards are, it's a, it's a business. It's a business. Well, it's got, they want to, if they want to make money, then... That's how they make money. And exactly, you don't have to do it. But I, I don't know, I feel like I could. I wish I could just get past some people's opinions, you know, and just think, listen, I I actually think awards are amazing. I think you learn loads about local people, local businesses. It raises awareness. You get to go with your team and potentially do a team building thing. It's great for networking. And also, it puts you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and it, You've got to put yourself forward. It allows you to reflect because you get so busy in the day-to-day and where are you going next, how are you going to grow your business. You don't often stop to reflect reflect and entering awards forces you to stop you've got to look back at what you've achieved together individually and put that into your application and you look back and you're like do you know what oh my god look at what we've overcome look at what we've achieved look how much the business has grown and changed and flourished for the better and then you just pat everybody on the back and you're like do you know what team the this is the application you read the best best bits out and all the team get get to feel that success and achievement and then you're celebrating what you each other what you've done all the other businesses Mm. and we've built every awards we've been into in 2022 we've made money out of we've got new clients off the back of it exactly so i I don't know it just it's really short-sighted i think i think she's obviously not won some awards and i don't like it well i don't think she's gone (laughs) up for any awards but i just i don't know i think these linkedin posts i just find I don't like him because I'm just, and, and I get it, you should be able to be opinionated and, and I hate that, that we think it's about us because it probably isn't. No, and, and, it's just we because do. we like awards. So that is, it is about us because well, we yeah, enter it awards. Yeah, it it's is. about everybody who enters an award. So why would you do that? And I, I get know, it, people are so controversial that 
But then they divide nations, don't they, like that? Yeah, and I just think it's quite aggressive. Because the awards that we run are obviously about all of those things that Laura discussed. But then we, we do give it all back to charity. And again, I'm not saying every awards thing should do that because it, it is a business. So we do it a little bit differently, like we do other things. But ultimately, it's kind of about the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. There's a, the post that I was talking about was a guy, um, and, and he's, he's quite popular on LinkedIn, but it makes me wonder whether I, I want to follow him anymore mm. because he... and. He, he said he, he said something at the beginning. It was an analogy about what he's seen on LinkedIn. And he's like, look at me. I'm so generous and amazing. And I'm just so good and better than everybody else. Because oh, wow. they, because they're sh- shouting about things that they, they love or something that they've achieved. And I'm like, wow, you're literally dissing every single person that wants to share positive news, a success, Oh, he wasn't saying that about himself. He no. was slagging off everyone else. So what he, he just wants to... He calls it disillusionment. Um, and I'm like, Wow. I'm like, and that makes you think, and maybe he's just not my kind of person. And I don't think so. Yeah. Like when I when I saw saw this this morning, I just thought, I don't, I don't. My my aim when I'm putting a post together isn't about upsetting a particular type of, of person or group of people. It isn't about that. It's no, it's about um, sharing a bit of yourself yeah. so people can get to know you, giving advice, tips, information, sharing how you've dealt with a situation could help someone who's mm. going through something different, similar, not different, that doesn't make any sense. Like, there's loads <laughs> of reasons for it. But I'm like, wow. So I was talking about um, the networking that we did last week, our, our first networking, and it's saying that we're raising for charity is, is apparently you know part is? of this post. A selfless good deed. God. Yeah, there isn't such a thing. But, yeah, and or you, me saying I ran 12K on Sunday, I was well pleased with that. I've not run that far since I did my half marathon in 2013. But then, again, that falls under this post. Apparently, mm. I shouldn't be saying what. But if you're not supposed to say about things you're proud of or things you're good at or what you've enjoyed um, or what you appreciate, what the hell are you supposed to exactly. post about? And so I do think, take it with a pinch of salt and just know if you do, if you feel a little bit paranoid or a bit like, ooh, we feel like this as well. And we do a lot on LinkedIn and get good and bad feedback. But I do think, I think being controversial and opinionated is really important. But I also think it can be a bit short-sighted. It's a bit like saying, I don't like people who wear black pants because they don't look good on you. That's just ridiculous, isn't it? Is it? Is it like that? Well, yeah, because you're categorising, you're grouping word. a load of people together and saying that they're wrong and stupid. Yeah. And like, oh. everyone who's, who, so everyone who's like us on LinkedIn will have read his post and be like, oh, and, and they will have internalised yeah. that and gone, oh God, is that's me, I do that. Oh shit, is that how it comes across? Yeah. Second guess, overthink the post, maybe not post, change how they're doing it, but don't. We are not going to change it just because of two people's opinions about posts and awards. We're still going to enter awards because we think they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. That is your choice. And do you on LinkedIn. Ignore the haters. They're always going to be out there. And in the wise oh, words are. of Taylor Swift, shake it off. Shake it off. And we've got a really good way to get out this pent-up anger and frustration that you feel for these people on LinkedIn, which is going to a rage room. Oh, my oh goodness. My it was so good. The team actually bought it us for our sixth birthday, which Amen. was a really long time <laughs> ago. Um, and, and it just took us. We've had it booked and rebooked and booked and rebooked so many times. But we did it and stuck at it, went to a rage room in Stockport. And whilst it was over, we were very fast, wasn't it? You know, like most good things in life. 
<laughs> Apparently, though, that's because we were um, fast, very as efficient. I'm going to say the word efficient instead of aggressive and violent. Mm. Um, and in the rage room, and we obliterated everything in ten minutes. I mean, they did. Laura says everything. So they gave, <laughs> they I mean, gave us all the things that they un gave us. Un printer, un monitor, and a tray of bottles. You know, like those. Um, Bottle wash machines that you get in pubs, that size tray. Like a basket, isn't it? Yeah, a basket of bottles. And then we were, we went into the room, and obviously it was an amazing experience. And the team didn't know didn't know this. They they just got us a rage room. And in our heads, I don't know if you've seen working moms, but they go to go to a rage room, and she's smashing up vases and lamps. Just a lot more and stuff. Lot more stuff. There's classical yeah. music playing. Oh, yeah. It's great. It was good, though, because we hate our printer and we really need to get a new one. So taking a bat and a sledgehander to a sledgehammer, not a sledgehander. Hey, a sledgehander? I don't know what that is. Some kind of American um, stick. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid machine. <laughs> but to be able to swear at it and absolutely bash it up whilst listening to Foo Fighters was really oh, therapeutic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And the guy, there was a creepy guy in the corner for the yeah, he's standing there with it. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's health and safety, but he didn't say anything. He didn't look at us. He just stood there silent and still. But what he could do was tell us how to get somewhere we could go for a run after it in great detail, um, to which I listened to none of it because I can't listen to instructions that we, were over five seconds. And then we had to Google it anyway. Yeah, we went for a 5K run after it. Our running game is strong at the moment. Strong. We are motivated. Motivated. We are motivated to achieve our marathon goal. Which is in October. Yeah. Are you coming to running club next week? Yes. Are you going to do 10K? Yes. Excellent. Definitely. These I think I'd be fine. Answers. I'm just not a massive fan of doing it on hills. I think that'll, that'll be really pushing me out of my comfort zone. Oh, babe. Where I'm, I am in my training. You're better. Than, you're faster than me, though. And hills, I, I, as soon as I said last night, as soon as I hit a hill, it's like I've run into a vat of yeah, people. Yeah, And I, it's like I just can't, my legs are just suddenly what become happens? heavy. Because I thought this, I ran out through the park yesterday, and you know when you come to a big... Big hill with bowling green is. Yeah. And it is, it's like you're going nowhere. You're just running on the spot. And I'm like, yeah. what's happening right now? Because we have strong the, legs. The world has just tilted. Yeah. That's all it is. I've got really strong legs, strong glutes. Why does it... I'm so slow. Mm. Honestly, I could probably walk up the hill but faster than I run up it. Yeah, you could do like a little wiggly thingy run, power, power run walk. thing. What, what... Yeah, power walk. What happens though? Why is it when you start going uphill, does it hurt so much? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. So, shall we go back to recruitment school? Yes, let's. Yeah, wonderful. That is the correct. <laughs> yes, miss. <laughs> <laughs> so, Laura, what is the recruitment academy? Because recruitment school, we've gone up a gear. We're we're an academy mm. for elite. It's not elite people. Like Parklands. <laughs> They're an academy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like Hogwarts, but you know, <laughs> not like the shit school we went to. No academy there. <laughs> Uh, our recruitment academy is our version of recruitment school. So rather than actually going to school, we, we don't run the school. We don't walk around <laughs> as teachers. I've got a blackboard. It's an online digital... Or a whiteboard. Oh, yeah. Or an interactive whiteboard. <laughs> Tell it, show my age there. Yeah. <laughs> our academy is an online digital course. I have a think around 15 short to medium to long video, depending on what the topic <laughs> is, I was talking you through our very own unique and unrivaled and fully immersive recruitment wow. process. Have you wrote that down? No, it just came off. Unique, unrivaled and fully immersive recruitment process. Woo. Babe, that's powerful. Should I write that down so we can repeat it elsewhere? I think you should. We're on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> we can. 
That's that's your LinkedIn I header. Will email it to that's you. That's not going to upset anyone else, is it? Maybe John, whatever his name is. Is it John? Yes. What's his first name? John. Tell me. <laughs> oh no, he's not because then we are. We're doing the same oh, thing no, that John's not, doing. No, no, we're he's not, not doing called it. We're John. Not doing it. We're not. Se- we're not. We need to go back to school. We need to calm down and stop writing notes to each other. So <laughs> that's we, what we did at school. We, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. we wouldn't. We wouldn't now. We'd really. We'd really <laughs> make it work. So the idea is that you have um, fresh perspective, literally in your pocket. Yeah, you can have it on your tablet, oh, yeah. on your mobile device. Like Hobbits is. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember Polly in my pocket? Yeah. I like I that. Yeah. But fresh in your pocket and it's lime green, not pink. Yeah. Uh, or you could watch us on your, your desktop, wherever. We can go with you wherever you need us. So it, we, we, start from, we start from the beginning, obviously, and we walk you through it to the end. And you can re-watch all the videos, you can pause, you can rewind. And it's teaching you how to do recruitment amazingly yourself. So you don't need to pay us or one of our competitors who aren't as good. But you do need to pay for the recruitment account. Oh, yeah, it's not free. Yeah, you don't pay <laughs> us to fill your vacancy for you. I mean, you can because you could, you could tap into the recruitment academy, pay, pay for that, and you're like, do you know what? Actually, I realise what recruiters do now, and it's actually a lot. So can we pay you for a bit of your time as well? Because we have a time-based model at Fresh. Next week's episode is all about how we do things, so please tune into that for more information. But it's really unique, isn't it, what we do, and very much tailored to the individual and the recruitment school is is like that but it is more of a sort of simple overview isn't it yeah so for example um we just worked on an administrative position with a client agency fee would have been about four grand we charged just over three and filled it for them however if they bought the recruitment academy for 995 and learned how to do it themselves they would have saved a lot of money and then it means that next time they need a receptionist or um i don't know hr assistant or a finance assistant they can follow Follow it, so you get you're saving more and more money as you recruit. Um, so you definitely need to get it. You do hit us up, guys. Absolutely, I did just do a very small burp because I took the headphones off. I didn't hear how it sounded. So it. you wouldn't have heard it because you've not got the headphones but I'm on. I'm sat next to you. I know, but baby, the, what you can hear inside those headphones is honestly, it's just a different kettle of fish. Okay. Right. So, okay, well. but it's about, we talk about laying recruitment foundations. So, you know, a bit like HR and finance, you've got foundations, you've got a system in place, you've got a process in place. To be fair, we all should be doing this with recruitment, but we're not doing it. And that's why I think people get so annoyed about it. You know, recruitment's really hard. Recruitment agencies are rubbish. There's no candidates. And it's because you've not laid the right foundation. So how can you expect to build on top of that? So for us... It's all about educating people on how to do recruitment better, not just recruiting for them because there's so much stuff to do before it gets to that point. Now, we are actually going to be working with Chorley Council, aren't we? Yeah. Which is really exciting for us. I mean, maybe that doesn't sound that exciting, but it is because it's local and it's going to be really impactful. So we're actually going to be... It's going to be educating Chorley Council on how to do recruitment, aren't we? And well, it's going to be quite similar to the Recruitment Academy. We're taking them back to recruitment school. Yeah, it's not just the council, though. It's all businesses within the local area. Well, in, the, in the district, the Chorley Are Borough. they just the leaders of the... Yeah, so they've listened to... He's been on Rehab, which is our free version of the academy. So um, we probably should... We need to tie them together. It's what I wanted to talk to you about, actually. Yes. I have a LinkedIn page for all of it. So we talk about bits and pieces that we have on the Recruitment Academy on our Recruitment Rehab, which are lives on LinkedIn every three or four weeks. Uh, where me and Emily come on for an hour talking... No, there's a lot. Of, it's a bit like the podcast, but it's all about recruitment, um, whether you're a candidate seeking a job or a 
company looking for candidates, um, we talk about different topics and we answer questions live on LinkedIn. So if everyone's got a recruitment, whoa, because um, everyone has one at some point or other, or a question or wants to know how to do something in the best way, people come on and ask us and we answer it live on LinkedIn. So he, they've listened to that and I got invited to a, a, a round table about how can we recruit at the moment because businesses are struggling, it's really sad, it's a candidate-led market. Um, which means it's even tougher than it ever was before to recruit. So they've come, they, they came on rehab, um, I went to the round table, and after that, it's like, right, we really want you and Emily to get involved and help the businesses of the Chorley Borough. So what can we do? I'm like, well, we've got the academy. We can bring the academy as a live Ooh. version. So we split it down into four half-day sessions, two weeks apart from each other. So we've got time to do their own work. Yeah, they've got the venue. Got venue. They're going to be helping us market it to people. Um, oh, it's going to be. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be. Yeah, fab. Really good. This is the kind of stuff that me and Laura want to do more of because I think what a lot of people do. I mean, someone contacted me the other day saying I've come to you because I'm desperate, and that's not good, is it? I mean. It would have been good to be this person's first choice, but it's a long, long time since we've worked together. Next time we will be. But she's gone out to agencies, had a bit of a nightmare, um, and, and wants to recruit. But, but that's almost the end goal, isn't it? It's all the other stuff that they should be doing first. And you don't get to that point where you're desperate. Because if someone leaves you and they're on a notice period, fine. But if you've gone out to, say, five agencies, which is what she had in this situation, specialist agencies as well, they haven't filled the role. That person's left the business now, so she is desperate. But if she had some kind of process in place or some education around recruitment and the importance of it, she might not be in this situation now. Well, she might not be in the exact same situation. She still might have had someone leave a business, but she would be a lot more prepared to go and find someone else. Absolutely. And it wouldn't feel as stressed. It's about being proactive and forward thinking because recruitment, whether someone leaves or you are growing, it still needs to be helped like handled in the right way or it should still be exciting and positive yeah. and effective recruitment shouldn't be a headache which for a lot of businesses and a lot of people it is it's something that's frustrating it's challenging time consuming and expensive and like it shouldn't be like that especially if you're growing your business that is exciting and positive so your recruitment process should be the same yeah. you shouldn't be eye rolling and saying thinking this is awful it's stressing me out it should it, it's there to help and especially if you're using an external partner they are there to streamline it and make it easier for you. Well, they're meant to be. Oh, these computers are making noises. <laughs> Turn it on mute. I have a question for you. What are your thoughts on specialist recruiters? Yeah, so like, what's the best and the worst bits about them? Yeah, okay, I'm going to start with the worst. So, <laughs> I was a specialist recruiter uh, one month into my first recruitment job. So, and I literally... Same. I was IT specialist. I'm like, don't know anything about IT. I was a specialist.net recruiter in oh. Kent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Honestly. That is specific on specific. Yeah, contracts as well. Oh, my God. So I only found contractors that did .net and that were in Kent. Now, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just actually ridiculous. I had no clue what .net meant. It was a, just a foreign language to me. And so... From then, I almost thought to myself, I don't, I didn't even understand what my job title was, and I hated my job. It was absolutely terrible. It wasn't ethical at all in any way, shape, or form. But so my experience as specialist recruiters was tarnished from the word go. And then as time's gone on, I became a non-specialist recruiter um, and could work on lots of different things. And then we became internal. Um, and then we, when we, when me and Laura did internal recruitment for an ERP company before we started Fresh, we got to work on so many different roles. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't just say to our hiring managers 
oh, we, we can't recruit for that, even though we're getting paid decent money to be the recruitment team, because that's not our remit, darling. So, you know, go and use an agency for that. Because you can imagine all the different sectors, all the different parts of this company. We had to just go like, right, okay, so you want this technical person, or you want a HR person, or you want a finance person. We will go and find them, because every recruiter has the same tools. Yes, you can spend money on different ones, and yes, you can spend more time looking at one area and become specialist. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're a great recruiter. So going back to my earlier example, you know, this woman, she'd gone out to specialist property recruiters and she's just been, she's just left up shit creek. She's got nobody. We will fill that role for her and it will be probably done and dusted within four weeks. But that's because of who we are and how we go out to market and about how we work with our customers. So for us, we really don't believe it's working with loads of other recruiters. You don't in any other aspect, do you, of business? No, you don't have multiple form providers or multiple accountants. How stressful Or multiple that HR consultants. Like, yeah. what is the point? You're just paying extra money for nothing, no added benefit. They all follow the same processes. They all, um, if, if it's a regulated industry, they're all regulated in the same way. It's just, they've all got, all accountants will have similar qualifications. All HR people will be CIPD qualified. It's, a, it's, a, it's about these, the person, isn't it? These out Outsource professional services all follow a process. The process is always the same. The tools and technology, you know, finance software is always the same. HR software is always the same. There's no, the only real difference is the person, their ability, their experience, the personality, their, their values. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's Integrity. where the magic happens. My biggest bugbear about specialist recruiters because is that there's no, there's no loyalty. They are working on competing jobs. They're working with your competition. Yeah. And they are actively sending the candidates that they speak to about you to your competition, to those competing jobs. They'll ring up a candidate and go, hey, uh, finance manager, I've got these three jobs with these three companies. Here's a little bit of info on each one I'll send the job specs what do you reckon candidate will go actually I like all three send me to all three they'll send them to all three there's no loyalty yeah. they're not providing a quality service to you but then they're going to charge you thousands of pounds if you take that person and then also in my experience working in these industries way back when when I was in agency world um, they, they're not oh, I can't remember what my point was then mm. that they take from you so they place and then take from you Oh, and they're not, the, the loyalty isn't there. They're, they're, if this, someone's got a higher percentage terms with them, someone's got 20%. They're going to go there. You've negotiated hard to get them down to 12%, <clears> and the salary from your competitor is slightly higher. In my experience, the, the agents that I've worked alongside have influenced and manipulated the candidate to take the job where they get more money. Of course. Which is terrible. Because there is no loyalty. And that, because there's no, rela well, there might be a relationship built, but it's very much on thin ice. Like Laura, uh, Rachel was talking, Rachel, one of our team, she started getting in, involved in sales. I think it's a direction that she's going to end up going in, which is fab. And this guy was just like, just send me the information over. And I was like, I don't even know what information he wants, terms. I was like, they're going to mean nothing to they you because we're not an agent. All agency terms are the same anyway, so exactly. what's the point? But I said, you need to try and speak to him, and not in that annoying sales, but let's get on the phone, but it's, listen, if you're going to keep us at arm's length, we don't want to work with you, because how can you expect someone who you keep at arm's length to find you the person that's going to stay with you for a long time and really add value to your business? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to let them in, and therefore you don't want to let 10 people in, because that's ridiculous, you let one in. And sometimes, guess what? It might go wrong. 
it might go wrong, someone might leave, and you're like, oh, I'm really gutted. But what you're not meant to do is go, right, because you place someone who left within a month, I'm not going to speak to you again. Because, you know, if your accountant messes up a little bit, or your HR person might give you a little bit of wrong advice, you don't, ne- you might you might do personally, but as, as a whole, we don't sack them off, but we do with recruiters. And I don't yeah, understand we, this thing that wh- why we do that. We're so fickle. Yeah, well, we had uh, issues with our new cleaner. It was amazing to begin with, and then the service just seemed to deteriorate. So instead of just binning them off, I contacted the operations manager in a really nice, friendly, positive way. I said, everything was really good at the beginning. I don't know what's happened, but these things are now being missed. And she was like, thanks so much for telling me. She's looked into it, and the service has improved again. Fine. So we've given them the opportunity, but with recruiters, because we're dreaded recruiters, lowly recruiters, we don't get those chances, but yet people think it's okay to ins- the actual pe- clients inspire the bad behaviour by driving us down on price, not letting us in, not building relationships, keeping us at arm's length, then blaming us when it goes wrong, using more than one agency, so you're pitting us against each other. And then because we're all fighting for the same candidates, because we've all got access to the same exactly. tools, the same technology, just because you're working with three agencies, it doesn't multiply and then the candidate pool. when you get the duplicate CVs. Yeah. Of course you're going to get you're, duplicate CVs. You're not, you're not increasing the candidate pool by three. You're just adding the three recruiters to look on the same job so then they're trying to be fast to get to the candidates first and then quality goes out the window and then like these CVs are rubbish and you're like but you are you're inspiring this bad behaviour because of the way that you're you want them to work and going back to my point on loyalty with us at Fresh because and we can talk about this more next week because we charge for time, we cannot work on competing vacancies. We cannot work with your competition. So we only send the CVs to you. We don't send them anywhere else. Yeah. Which is Again, we can't control what the candidate does, but it's a really good point because it's as but our we need to do some percentages on this. So you know we've got like an average fill time, an average deal amount, like these kind of things. What I would really like to know about us is, you know, when we get an offer, how often how often it's declined? Because I think it's a really small amount of time, it, oh, it's isn't really it? Really, very small so percentage. I think, whereas when you're in an agency, it's like 50-50, isn't it? And yeah. it's like, well, it depends how many recruiters are working on it, but because you've not got the work exclusively, you don't know what other people are in an interview stage from other agencies. Exactly. Whereas, and because we develop the rela- a really, really strong relationship with the candidate, you know, our team get get Google reviews daily. There's, yeah, a, there's a Google review that comes in daily. I mean, some guys just accepted a role with Tom, one of our newest guys, and uh, and he's got re- he's got a review immediately. Same and that's day. just that's just normal. Like you li- we literally get it. Laurel posts the review in our inbox, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, well done! This is amazing." That happens all the time, and that our team haven't been. Please, will you do it? Please, will you do it? Please, will you do it? There's no because these candidates have built a relationship and they fit and they trust us. But that's because you've got reason to trust us, and this is because we're not actually going to try and mess things up in order to get the, the more money from somewhere else or get a lead off you and send another candidate in that's going to screw up your chances of getting that job what we do is ethical from start to finish and that's why we want to take people back to recruitment school to show the level of effort that you've got to put in to lay some decent recruitment foundations in order to build on them and that why you need to find a partner and stick with that partner through the good and the bad because when you deal with people you can't control what's going to happen going forward so sometimes it's going to be really good and sometimes shit's going to hit the fan and that's all right it's how you pick up the pieces and move forward that's why it should be relationships and not transactions because in your family you know we sometimes me and you have an argument we have things are tough so we spend more time together we talk about it and we get it back on track other members of your family your friendships 
um, you know, your romantic relationships. It's not always plain sailing. I leave them all time, but I don't. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> it's about communication, talking to each other. You might go to counselling, um, you know, to or a therapist to, to get things back on track. Oh my but God, you don't recruitment just therapy, recruitment, oh. rehab. We yeah. could do this. You don't just give up. And in business, it should be the same. Like with your employees, they do they make a mistake. You don't. I mean, if you're a bad business, you might do this, but you don't just sack them straight away. Like right, what's happened? What's going on can we make it better what support do you need you work with them and in, in and it should be the same with your suppliers and your customers you should be like right this has happened how can we move forward and make it better what can we learn from it so it doesn't happen again in the future but yeah it's, it's that relationship but people don't are not used to that relationship with the recruiters because they don't build it because they let too many in exactly and then it's there's a big rush complicated, isn't it yeah, yeah definitely Whereas because we usually get exclusivity we have the time and we use the time wisely we can take a breath and we can do things in the right way because we aren't rushing because we're not competing with other people and then going back to like the loyalty thing we get loads of marketing companies contacting me going oh my god we're a marketing company that only deal with recruits i'm like that puts me off because you're just doing the same thing for all my competition i want to be different it doesn't Absolutely. and you're only working with my competition i'm like I just, that makes me want to run yeah. to the hills not work with you we just don't like the whole specialism thing not that you could tell no <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have done a podcast on that. Yeah, maybe. But just to touch back on the recruitment academics, I'm, I'm conscious of time now and we don't want to be talking for too long. But who would benefit from this recruitment academy that we have, Laura Leyland? So anyone really, um, but it would be really good for people that are uh, maybe have a smaller team or hiring someone for the first time. Because you do get one-on-one -on -one sessions with me and or Emily as part of the Recruitment Academy. So you can come to us going, right, I'm on this video. This is where I'm up to. Will you just check my job spec? Um, I'm just going to do this. Is that right? So you still get a one-on-one -on -one session with us. So it's good for people um, doing it for the first time. Or it could be a HR team. They just don't like doing recruitment and aren't sure what to do. So it could be maybe not a massive business. It might not be suitable for um, unless you have an internal recruitment team. They could have it. Yeah. So anyone who's responsible for recruitment in a business could be your office manager, could be HR. It could even be the individual hiring managers. You just need to buy it once and then they can share it. Um, it could be useful for someone you hired into an internal recruitment um, team or it could be useful for someone who's starting out just hiring that first person it's really versatile yeah definitely because we've been asked to help uh, and go and support current internal teams because I do think that current internal teams they are quite separate from the rest of the business now they don't necessarily get recruitment training no or continued recruitment training and so it's it, it, I don't know it, it feels like we've um recently started working with a company who were acquired and they've got this like giant recruitment team that supports lots of different businesses but they're not producing and so the recruitment academy will probably like they might be really good at what they do but they might have forgot the basics or might have just got a little Absolutely. bit distracted and oh. so you know it's like like with anything sometimes it's really good to go back to the basics and and start start from the beginning and, and build on that isn't yeah it? definitely and you know sometimes the market does change in recruitment so it is very different now to what it was pre-covid so if they've been recruiting before then maybe didn't do much over covid if they're on furlough and then are just doing what they used to do and wondering why it's not working they might just need some some a new uh, angle on things some tips and tricks and might be like you know what i didn't think about that so yeah. you if, if you are a person that normally recruits for the business that you're you're in but you always used to this is what i hear a lot we all we used to put out an ad 
out on Indeed and get loads of responses. Now we don't get any. Mm. I hear that so many. So if that is you, then the Recruitment Academy is perfect. Because it'll tell you how to write your adverts better, keywords, optimization, personality. But it will also show you how to be proactive with the recruitment, to go and find people, take your opportunities to them and engage with them throughout the process, maximizing your chances of getting an accepted offer and then happy, engaged and excited new hire on day one. Right, we need to go. Yes, we do. We've got places to be. Yes. And that's it. So we hope to see you next week for a little tour of Fresh, Woo. which I think will be dead cute. But yeah, catch you later. See you later. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening to, to a Fresh, Fresh Perspective on Business podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to us. And don't forget to follow us and leave us a five-star rating or review. You can also find us on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. God, we are everywhere. And our website address is www.fp-resourcing.co.uk. And that's a wrap. Bye. Bye.